The future of supply chain is so bright, I gotta wear shades. But if I'm thinking about a few key words, the biggest ones that come to mind are it's intelligent, it's real time, it's sustainable, and it's resilient. And I think that's really the future of supply chain. Welcome to the Future of Supply Chain podcast. My name's Richard Howells. I'm a vice president for thought leadership for SAP's ERP finance and supply chain solutions. Happy New Year to everyone. And today I'm joined by my co-host, Nicole. Hi, everyone. I'm Nicole Smythe, and I'm a blogger, marketer, and podcaster in the supply chain area here at SAP. So now stepping into the new year, we've had some time to reflect on 2023 and look forward into the year ahead, thinking about the trends and predictions that'll lead the way. And with that, we're in store for an awesome episode ahead, joined by our guest supply chain expert, Michael O'Donnell, to discuss those very predictions for 2024. So welcome, Michael. Thank you so much for joining us today. And it's so great to have you on and Happy New Year. So to kick us off, could you take a quick moment to introduce yourself to our listeners, give a little insight into what you do and how you've gotten to where you are today? Sure, absolutely. I just want to thank you both for uh, having me on and couldn't be more excited to have the conversation. So as you stated, Mike O'Donnell, I run SAP's digital supply chain organization in North America and the senior vice president and general manager. Had the good fortune to be with SAP for the last 23 years now, which is incredible to think back on. I've held numerous roles during that time, but the most recent role I had before running the digital supply chain organization was running our utilities vertical. So it's been a great run. I couldn't be more excited about leading this organization and really helping our customers drive their supply chains in the most strategic way possible. And there's so much opportunity going on right now, which I know is why I'm here and what we're going to discuss. Looking forward to it. Well, you certainly joined supply chains at the right time. It's safe to say the last few years have been interesting, let's say, for companies' supply chains. So as we move into 2024, what are you seeing as the top trends and predictions for supply chain executives? Yeah, I mean, there is definitely a lot going on, Richard. And I think for me, I kind of look at it through two different lenses. I try to look at it through a business lens and really an IT lens and a technology lens. And so, you know, from a business perspective, there's really still a lot of focus on being resilient and having a more resilient supply chain. I think everything that transpired over the last number of years of the pandemic and everything else exposed a lot of those flaws in the supply chain and, and really forced people to think differently about how they were going about really making sure they were actually resilient. Before then, there was a lot of efficiency focus more than anything else. And I think now that we're coming out the other side, we're seeing a little bit of a pivot back to making sure while they still want to be resilient, they do want to start to drive more efficiency out of their supply chain. And I think when you couple that with the technology piece and how much generative AI has become a very large part of the conversation, it really does allow us to be able to have a joined up conversation while still wanting to be resilient. How do we leverage things like generative AI to make sure that we are driving that efficiency, leveraging technologies and innovations like that? So, you know, every customer I meet with now wants to discuss how they can leverage Gen AI, right, to drive not just efficiency, but innovation. So from a SAP perspective, context is really everything. And it's going to be the key to how we drive value and help basically drive those outcomes that customers want to achieve. And so one of the things that people are going to hear a lot from SAP here over the next few months as we get into 2024 is business AI, right? Really how we actually contextualize that outcome and that value and that innovation in a way that's meaningful from a business perspective. And I think that's really going to be the difference for us 
because there's a lot of tool sets out there. There's a lot of different ways that you can go after leveraging Gen AI in your business. But I think for SAP in the context that we can actually help our customers move and drive and transform, it really is going to be about adding that context and being about the business mm -hmm. and delivering the outcomes. It's great. Well, great topics there and completely agree. You know, a lot of the main topics that we've been talking about over the past year and especially leading into this year, like you said, risk resiliency, Gen AI, you mentioned risk resiliency early on there, and it's certainly been a hot topic in the supply chain world, especially since the pandemic. Companies are always trying to find ways to be more agile and efficient. But let's drill down a little bit into what you mean by risk resiliency. What does a risk resilient supply chain mean to you and what does it look like? Yeah, you know, I think over the last few years and during the pandemic, the risks, the shortfalls in our global supply chains really were brought to the forefront across all industries. You know, supply chains are now recognized as central to business survival, success, growth, rather than just an opportunity to reduce costs. You know, companies have and they're going to continue to revisit risk mitigation strategies, things like onshore, nearshore, offshore to be closer to actual demand alternating sourcing strategies for key materials to reduce supply chain risk by leveraging alternate suppliers in different geographical territories, reducing dependencies on one single source for the supply. I think another one is rethinking inventory optimization strategies to identify where they can actually decouple things and postponement type strategy to better position the right materials, intermediaries, and finished products across supply chain. So lastly, I would say, you know, it's about improving collaboration to increase that visibility with suppliers, logistics service providers, and contract manufacturers, and the other key trading partners. Everybody has that expectation now. Resiliency has definitely been the main word for supply chains in the last few years. And I believe that it'll be joined by sustainability as a driving factor for businesses moving forward. Every company has a sustainability mandate. They've got commitments that they've made to their employees, their customers, their investors. I believe supply chain is going to be right in the middle of that. So what are you seeing companies doing or needing to do from a sustainability perspective when it comes to their supply chains? Yeah, I think 2024 is going to be the year we begin to see a more constant flow of regulations around ESG coming into effect. I know with the UN's COP28 just took place last month. We're going to see more and more regulation around companies being required both to understand and disclose their carbon footprint and emissions. You know, and they're also going to have to look at their supply chains for that data to be able to produce those results. Supply chains are a huge part of the problem when it comes to emissions. I think they estimate it to be around 70% for most companies. And so because of that, it's a great opportunity, a great area to focus when we're looking at solutions to really drive down, you know, emissions and really have that impact when we start to think about everything that we want to manage as far as climate change is concerned. That's great. And I really loved how you said, even though it's estimated to be 70% of the issue for companies, it also is such a great area to focus on and to really transform that into something great. And, you know, to be more risk resilient and sustainable, we all know that we have to start by knowing the current situation. And this brings us to the topic of improved visibility. This has not only been a hot topic on our podcast, you know, I think Richard can attest if we did one of those word maps that shows across all of our transcripts what people are saying. Visibility is one of the biggest ones on that word map. But it, of course, has been a hot topic in the boardrooms everywhere as well. So 
How can companies really get that visibility across their supply chains? And also, how can SAP help? Yeah, I think, you know, to be more risk resilient, you need to be able to predict and respond to supply chain disruptions and opportunities as they happen. To do this, you need transparency, not only within your organization, but across your network of business suppliers, manufacturers, logistics service providers, and other training partners. You know, similarly, to meet sustainability initiatives, companies must be able to pinpoint where emissions and wastes are happening in the supply chain or where slave labor inequality are occurring across their business network and to be able to track and translate the findings into actionable next steps because visibility alone is not going to be enough, right? So what's the point of knowing you have a problem if you're not actually in a position to do something about it and try to fix it? This is where predictive and prescriptive analytics plays a critical role in anticipating upcoming challenges and opportunities to provide you know, relevant and timely information to make informed decisions. And this is where SAP can really lean in to help our customers to address some of these big challenges. You know, predictive and prescriptive analytics helps supply chain practitioners make decisions based on what's likely to happen next. It's not just about telling them the last thing that happened. Absolutely. And they always say you can't track what you don't know. So if you want to start having those benchmarks and those improvements over the next couple of years, you first have to have that starting point and that visibility to be able to move forward from that. So absolutely agree. You said some key things a little earlier as well around predictive and prescriptive analytics and the role of AI. And as you pointed out, AI and more recently generative AI has been a hot topic everywhere. Whether you listen to the nightly news, you read the press, or even on this podcast series where it comes up in every episode now. So I believe that AI is a game changer when it comes to supply chain. As you pointed out, putting the data that's now available into the business context, which is key. And that's an area where SAP has traditionally been strong in. So what do you see AI enabling us to do now that we couldn't do before? Yeah, I think, you know, one key to the enablement of risk resilient, sustainable supply chains is going to be digitization, right? With a more digital supply chain, you're going to be able to handle disruptions better, faster at a lower cost. So by investing in technology and AI to digitize the process such as AI, right? And IoT, as well as things like robotics, companies are going to be able to improve visibility, agility, and resilience across their entire supply chain. You know, the word or words of the year for supply chains in 2024 will be Gen AI, business AI, SAP coin phrase there. As I look at 2023 being more of a year of discovery for Gen AI, 2024 is going to be that year of deployment and really seeking to actually derive benefit from the investments that they're now starting to make in this area. The companies are going to need to segment their AI strategies into three different categories. Number one, improving supply chain efficiency how you can better drive organizations to do things that you do today better, right? In a more accelerated fashion. Secondly, there's an opportunity to improve the user experience. How can we make things more intuitive and provide more contextual information? Lastly, it's about delivering new processes and innovation. You know, can a capability be developed that previously we weren't able to do because we didn't have Gen AI? You know, a great quote from a recent Future Supply Chain podcast by Deloitte's Subit Matthew, he said, to me, supply chains of the future will be steered by human creativity, but powered by AI and intelligent technologies. Mm -hmm. 
That was actually a great session, as you pointed out. So I'd recommend the listeners to look back in the archives and have a listen to Subit's session around AI and supply chains. Yes, for sure. I learned a lot because I think we can all agree this time last year, you know, we were talking about AI, artificial intelligence, the whole deal. But then it almost seems like Gen AI came out of nowhere and exploded. And then all of a sudden, Richard, like you said, it was on the nightly news. It was in the press. It was in the papers. And everyone had to know what it was and what it did for the company. But I think it's incredible because the progress that we've made in just a year on just the topic itself has been remarkable. And, you know, like you said, Michael, leading into this year, the progress that we are going to continue to make and embedding it into our solutions is so exciting to see. I think it's going to be all about managing that speed of change that's going to take place because of the capabilities that Gen AI is going to enable. So a whole structure needed to be put around how we actually manage the deployment of all this goodness that can be derived from this amazing technology. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Completely agree. But another topic that's actually kind of tied to AI is, you know, we hear a lot about the shortage of labor across the supply chain from generations retiring out of the workforce and taking that inherited knowledge with them, you know, that 30-year experience of the different equipment, but of course, attracting the new generation of workers, which are really interested in Gen AI and that enhanced technology and all of the new gadgets, as they say. So how do we attract and retain people to supply chain roles? And what would you say is the role of technology in enabling this? Yeah, so this is actually going to be one of the areas and the keynotes that we're going to have at our digital supply chain event that we're holding in Las Vegas in March. Stephen Hunt, who's a dear friend and a PhD that works at SAP, has written multiple books on this subject, is specifically going to look at the challenge of people in regards to the supply chain. We start to think about the ongoing shortage of labor that's a continuing and universal challenge across all industry and all supply chain functions. We see this especially in manufacturing facilities, warehouses, distribution centers, and transportation functions. So to address this situation, many companies are looking to automate repetitive and mundane processes and provide tools to basically attract and empower and retain talent for the organization as well as its employees. So, you know, the work of tomorrow is going to be a digital native, right, that's fully connected and has access to information at their fingertips 24-7 in their personal life and expects the same connectivity and access in their work environment. You know, the future is going to bring a greater focus on companies using IoT and AI and other technologies within their factories, across their supply chain of smart assets, and into the hands of consumers and customers leveraging smart products and devices that it enables. Technology is also going to hopefully alleviate worker shortages and improve retention by improving productivity and decision-making of the existing employees and attracting new talent with state-of-the-art tools. And as the degree of automation goes up, it'll free up these employees in this workforce from those repetitive tasks and allow them to focus on more complex, more fulfilling, quite frankly, challenges and be able to make decisions that require those human interactions. And really, that's the ultimate goal, I think, when we start to think about how this is all going to play out. I think you've got that exactly right in that AI is going to enhance people's experience at work and at home. We always hear the question of will technology or an AI in particular replace the humans in the supply chain? And my favorite quote, and I can't remember who it came from, but I'll try and get it right. They said when they were asked that question, that the answer was AI won't replace humans, but humans that use AI will replace humans that don't. 
<laughs> it's really working together and leveraging the technology. It's really interesting that you bring that up because there is that concern. And Stephen Hunt specifically has a quote, and it might be in one of his books that he's written around the idea of jobs going away. And I think for every job that goes away, there was a study done and there's going to be 1.4 new jobs. The whole point is the type of work that you used to do is going to look very different in the future, right? And hopefully it will be more value added, more fulfilling and more strategic. I think the belief has to be by people that it's an evolution of the type of work that you're doing less than it is just the work going away completely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Michael, it's been such a great conversation and, you know, we've covered so many different topics and trends and I'm so excited to see what this year entails and hopefully maybe at the end of 2024, we can see how many actually came into fruition. But in my opinion, I think it'll be all of them. <laughs> I'm excited to say it. But as we come to the end of the podcast and, you know, the title is The Future of Supply Chain, we ask every guest the same question and we're so excited to hear what you'll have to say. But if you had to summarize in a sentence or two, what is the future of supply chain in your opinion? Yeah, the future of supply chain is so bright, I got to wear shades. So obviously with that little joke there, I've definitely dated myself with an 80s Dire Straits reference. But you know, for me, I really think if I'm thinking about a few key words, the biggest ones that come to mind are it's intelligent, it's real time, it's sustainable, and it's resilient. And I think that's really the future of supply chain. That's great. Could have summed it up better myself. Michael, that's the first Dire Straits reference in our podcast series, and I'm a huge Dire Straits fan, so thanks for doing that. <laughs> You're quite welcome, and now there's two of us that might get the reference because I'm sure Nicole probably is like, what are they both talking about right now? I'll Google it. I'll figure it out. <laughs> or I'll ask me hi. Ask me hi, yeah. <laughs> and thanks for a great conversation, Michael. It was a lot of fun. Absolutely, yeah. Definitely looking forward to doing it again. It's going to be an interesting year. Oh, you'll be back. Absolutely, it will be. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Please mark us as a favorite and you can get regular updates and information about future episodes. But until next time, from Michael, Nicole, and I, thanks for discussing the future of supply chain. <laughs>